Welcome to the Essential Artistry Podcast, exploring erotic awakenings and liberated love. I'm your host, Luna Agnea, Essential Arts and Intimacy Facilitator, Relationship Coach, Tantrika, and Artist with a Passion for the Path of Liberation Through Love. In this podcast, you will receive first-hand stories of sacred erotic awakenings, transformational experiences, and love that goes beyond limits. This podcast is here to inspire, educate, and awaken your own sensual artists. Because when you liberate your eros, you liberate your life. Hey, and welcome back. I have a really deep and juicy episode for you today. It is actually a live interview that I did with Jessica Harvey, who's going to be the lead facilitator alongside me at the Tantric Arts Retreat in Bali, uh, who is a participant of our last Bali facilitator training. And she's also uh, studied with one of my other main teachers, Lila Martin. And yeah, we had a really beautiful conversation about Tantra. Uh, Jessica is also similar to me, has studied a lot of neo-tantra and traditional tantra. We're both kind of queer, kinky, intellectual types that love nerding out on tantric philosophy and history, as well as love practicing all the juicy, sexy, yummy, uh, fun things in the sex-positive world. So uh, it was really great when we got to meet and work together and collaborate and yeah, we have really great conversations about this because we both share a lot of passion for this subject. So when you listen to it, it's going to be actually Jessica interviewing me because it was on her Facebook page. So uh, just a little context because she says like, yeah, a lot of you know I'm a scientist, whatever. So yeah, Jessica used to be a scientist. Uh, she has a PhD and then she had a spiritual awakening and got into Tantra. So now she's the tantric scientist that runs Bliss Science. And she, yeah, she has a really beautiful way of presenting uh, this kind of information uh, in a different way to a lot of other tantra teachers. So I hope you enjoy the episode. I do end up cutting out at the end quite suddenly. I think something went wrong with my internet. So you'll hear me disappear and Jessica wrap up the conversation and the call from there so enjoy hi everyone so i am here today to talk about the deeper meaning of tantra and i'm going to be bringing on my friend and collaborator luna agnea to talk about our upcoming tantric arts retreat which is not your typical modern neo-tantra retreat hi mm, hello hey um so um, I like to take a moment at the beginning just to situate ourselves with our viewers. Um, so I am tuning in from Northern California, from the hills of Oakland. And where are you these days? I am in Portugal. I'm at a cute little caravan park, actually. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> All right. You're on the road. Yeah. yeah. I've seen some photos of epic waterfalls you've been at in that area. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So this is your school and your retreat that you designed that I'm so honored to co with you. So I'll let you take it away of what you want to start with to talk about. Yeah. 
So uh, the Tantric Arts Retreat, we've run two, no, three, three of them so far. Uh, but so far they've been like four day retreats. And every time I was doing it, I was just feeling like, oh, there's just not enough time. There's so much I want to cover. I mean, you know, Tantra is such a huge topic with like literally, you know, thousand years of practices. And it's like really hard. Uh, to squish it. So I got really excited about doing a week-long retreat, but I really needed another teacher that was just as passionate about traditional and neo-tantra and like that combination crossover and really like knowledgeable. Uh, so I got excited when Jess and I started nerding out um, <laughs> about our shared passion for uh, traditional tantra. And she, yeah, when she came to do the training and uh, that we did in Bali last year and I was like yes this is someone that I can collab with to really take the retreat into its week-long format and into a deeper dive um, yeah and the idea of the retreat is to yeah give more of that sense like a lot of people hear oh tantra is not just about sex uh, I mean some people still think tantra is all about sex but I think more people are starting to hear like okay yeah it's, it's more than just sex is more than just about relationships uh but people still don't really know well what is it about then <laughs> what what else right. is it about what is it <laughs> yeah uh so that's kind of the idea then of the, the week-long retreat is to take people into all these different topics and aspects uh, and give them a an overview and a deep dive mm -hmm. Yeah. And y'all, if you haven't read the page uh, for the Tantric Arts Retreat where we describe what we're doing, Luna is so articulate and writes so elegantly about what exactly the, the depth of what we're going to be doing there. Um, so please go read it. I'll put the link in the comments below. Yes. Um, but uh, I know when I first started studying Neo-Tantra, they would say only 5% of Tantra is about sex, which I'm not, I think that's maybe too much even but they didn't know what they were talking about. And I was like, well, what is the other 95%? What are the actual practices that you do? And they couldn't tell me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, like when I, I, I got to the end of, you know, the year studying uh, like Neo-Tantra, sacred sexuality coaching. And then I got into reading Tantra Illuminated, which is by one of our yeah shared teachers, Christopher Wallace. And I actually felt kind of ripped off and I was like, wow, I've been in the Tantra scene now for quite a while. I've been at quite a lot of workshops and like, how have I never learned like a lot of the basic philosophy and like a lot of the core practices. And there was so much in there that was just like, wow, like so life-changing and so perspective changing and that just helped me so much. And I was like, why aren't people teaching this stuff? Like we need this as much if not more than a lot of the sexuality and intimacy stuff which obviously I love like you know I teach sexuality I am all about that but I'm like wow there's actually so much more to this and this stuff could really like save the world <laughs> I mean I say that with like <laughs> all these funny years um but yeah it's such a yeah there's just so much that can help the everyday person well beyond their sex life yes Okay, so I'm going to get a little nerdy here for a minute. Yeah. Um, so for me, as an academic, like, y'all know I have a PhD in chemistry. Um, now I teach a different kind of chemistry, if you will. Uh, a different kind of bonding. Um, but um, 
as an academic and a scholar, I really needed to know where did these teachings come from? I needed it to be deeper and meatier. And so, you know, I studied for many years with Christopher Wallace, our, my shared teacher with Luna. And now I also study with Paul Miller Ortega, who um, is a PhD also in religious studies and was actually a professor at the University of Rochester for decades. And so, you know, we do lots of yummy embodied practice with him because his original teacher was Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, who also taught the Beatles. Um, so his meditation teacher. And then he spent many, many years in the Siddha Yoga ashrams teaching there in Guru Mai. Um, and, but he remained a scholar. And so like what we're doing this year with him is it's as if we're doing like a graduate level um, seminar in classical Tantra. So we're looking at okay, what are all of Lillian Silburn's works and how is she con connected to Andre Padu and his work Vach, you know, about the level of the word and how are they connected to Mark Diskovsky and how are all those people connected to Alexis Sanderson? And then how are they connected to the tradition of like Swami Lakshmanju, who was the last of sort of the living lineage of classical Tantra. And then we're looking at the field as a, of, um, as a whole of, of all the books. So starting with the Shiva Sutras and then... Um, all of the works by like Samananda, like Shiva Drishti, and how is that connected also to um, the Vigyana Bhairava Tantra? And then how does that connect down to the Tantra Loka of Abhinava Gupta and then uh, the Pratyabhijayam of his disciple Shivaraja, right? So not only who are all the modern scholars and what are all their translations and how are they related, but also who were the original writers and sages of the actual tantric tradition a thousand years ago and how are they all related and what was their perspective what were they was the main message they were trying to get across in all of these works mm -hmm. and so for me i'm just like in heaven <laughs> studying you know all of these interconnections um you know and then at the same time i do like sadhanas with the mahavidyas the, the tantric wisdom goddesses which was a whole other part of the tradition is which is really deep but um I'll pause in a minute, but just to say, you know, people often think, oh, goddess worship, it's for women, but that's not at all, for example, what the esoteric tantric tradition was about. These were just forms of consciousness, forms of the divine that you ask for their grace and surrender and ask to be connected to the truth of who you are um, through a really deep process. But so that's just an example of what else is out there in tantra from a scholarly point of view. Um, but I wanted to ask you, Luna, to talk about maybe the practical point of view yeah. <laughs> about liberation. What do you actually do? <laughs> yeah. So a lot of like, and this, like what you're talking about seems to be also kind of the, the thing in the world right now, I find there's like, you can go down the like real traditional scholarly, like understanding the, the ancient texts and stuff, or there's like this super modern neo-tantra, which often misses a lot of it. And I'm like, where's that space in between for people that like want to know what tantra is about, but maybe get a bit overloaded when you start having all these long Sanskrit words and all this like really complicated history. And they're like, okay, I don't need to know that much, but I, I want to know what this is. Awesome. <laughs> And how does it apply to my life? And yeah. let's still make my sex better and spice things up with my partner. Yeah. yeah. And that's like really what I want to get at. It's like, okay, like how does this all apply to to our life? And 
you know, what it's really been for me as like this embodied liberation path. So Jiva Mukti is the the term of kind of the goal of the tantric path, which is how do I uh, become free from suffering and stories and um, delusions and get in touch with reality as it is and with my true nature as a divine being while still like being very much in a body and in relationships. So the thing I love about Tantra was that it was very much created for people that had jobs and families and relationships um, while a lot of other spiritual paths a lot of people don't realize because like people go to kind of mainstream buddhism or go do yoga and kind of really go deep into yoga without realizing that actually a lot of these were designed for people to like not be in relationship and to like go be a monk or to you know go be the yogi in the cave on the hill and that that's like how you like the path was designed basically for you to kind of reject everyday life while Tantra was like specifically designed like, okay, how can I, even while I'm working like a mundane, boring job, how can I turn this into a spiritual practice? How do I turn my relationship into a spiritual practice? How do I turn cleaning into a spiritual practice? And it's actually really helped me. Like I used to be a messy bitch. I was a weird <laughs> everything just super like chaotic and I really like hated cleaning and um you know I'm it's still not my favorite thing to do but actually like this this level of like presence and devotion and finding joy in the mundane has actually helped me to even just implement into little things like that of like okay it doesn't actually have to be such a a torment to be uh doing some organizing or cleaning like there can actually be some spiritual joy in it same with like meditation and doing a spiritual practice so um i mean yeah like just in every area of your life it comes in um yeah so curious think, you think of that yeah and how it's helped you <laughs> yeah you're reminding me i mean this is what profoundly changed my life is this reorientation in view of how i relate to reality and what that means is, especially for me coming from West Texas, where I was raised, everything was extremely about bigger, better, more in this very linear path. And it's like, after I accomplish all the things, then I can have pleasure, then I can rest, then I can enjoy my life. But Tantra is the opposite of that. It allowed me to sink deeper in to finding meaning and pleasure in every moment. And um, we understand, of course, from a biochemical point of view, that pleasure is not superfluous. It's essential to having meaning and to having health. So I'm not, I'm talking about holistic pleasures, you know, like deeply breathing or being in nature or mm. feeling the sun on your face. But um, it was this reorientation of view from the black and white and linear way of thinking to, to this deep humbling and the vector from the vector of going up and out all the time to going down and in to myself um that, that finally allowed me to like not just have my life because my life was passing me by like 10 whole years went by like that and I was just wedded to my to-do list um and just going really fast and really wound up and not pausing to really deeply connect either to the truth of who I was and what I wanted or to the people around me you know and so my relationships were pretty shallow and sex was terrible and so it was like the deeper this like meteor just 
awe-inspiring depth of tantra not the highs of like orgasmic ecstasy although i like those too but it's like the depth um that it brought to my life that i think really probably saved my life yeah yeah i love that like yeah i i was this real like external chaser like really intense life experiences i mean i still love traveling and stuff but i was always like when's the next big thing and everything was so like outward focused and even yeah like a typical intensity junkie and then it's kind of flipped, like reversing that and being like wow how intensely like inward and subtle can I go instead of like needing the most like intense outward uh, stimulus for me to be entertained now it's like wow like I can literally just sit there feeling the breeze on my in and have it be like this powerful like orgasmic deep experience like doing what looks like literally nothing <laughs> and I'm like oh it's like I you know it's so hard to get bored anymore and I yeah I find there's also this this element of being okay with everything that is this subtle one but it's like everything stops being a problem when you really start getting tantra you're like mm-hmm. oh I'm I'm sad and like yeah I mean recently I was um having like, yeah, a bit of disappointment around like some business money stuff. And, you know, it's like, oh, that's like Dumavati uh, coming to visit. And like, how can you alchemize that? And what's the wisdom within that? And how is it not a problem to be disappointed instead of being like, oh, things aren't working out. Therefore, I'm doing something wrong or something's a problem. And then you start making all these stories about it while Tantra says like, no, it's not a problem. Like that's just a expression of the divine in a way that, you know, you have a bit of resistance to. And if you stop having resistance to it and you can just be with disappointment and feel like the different flavor of it, be like, oh, interesting. I'm disappointed now. What's that like showing or revealing within me and what wants to transform in relation to my relationship with this uh, experience and kind of surrender it and then yeah, you stop going into this suffering loop of like, oh my God, I'm doing something wrong and something's wrong because I'm not feeling happy at the moment. It's like, oh, that's that's the flavor of life and it's just as sacred and beautiful as when I'm feeling blissful and frolicking naked under a waterfall. <laughs> yeah, y'all can see why I love hanging out with Luna. She just like drops such beautiful <laughs> sentences that are so grounded and also wise. Um, I think, yeah, even that though is radical, what you're talking about, like how, how big a shift it is for so many of my clients, even just to consider that what you're, it's okay to feel what you feel. Mm. So many people come to me trying to fix themselves or judging or criticizing themselves for not feeling happy enough or for having disappointment or negative emotion. Um, and Tantra offers us this radical shift in how we relate to that. And not so to no longer judge ourselves as bad or wrong and no longer shame ourselves. And when I started that shift, because to me, my inner monologue was just constant self-criticism for decades. And when finally one day I realized from the teachings, oh, what if I could be kind to myself was <laughs> revolutionary. And then when I stopped pushing myself down and criticizing so much more energy becomes available for life and connection and love. Yeah. It's like once we get rid of that filter that there's something wrong with life, 
<laughs> and that like life's a problem that needs to be fixed and we don't realize how much energy gets like held in just this this perspective that we have around life and once we take off that filter then suddenly it's like oh I can breathe and like yeah you know this this might be uncomfortable and not my preference but like oh I can actually move here and and transmute it or be with it or love it or or just you know be okay with being uncomfortable and <laughs> and that's why I love yeah even like uh, I love tying kink and tantra and it's like this yeah how do I be with discomfort and pain in a way that shows that like actually a lot of the suffering is just my mental framing of it and if I get rid of that mental framing and I'm like what if I could just find pleasure here then like wow there is so much pleasure that you can find in discomfort and pain and that's like a core tantric teaching that actually yeah, applies in a lot of more like kinky fetish environments as well <laughs> I know I think kink can be a really embodied way to practice tantra um, and I love that you combine them because so many people think, oh, Tantra people don't like kink and vice versa. Yeah, but you were a little softy sweet. It's the opposite of Tantra. Like, <laughs> you don't know Tantra if you think it's all soft and sweet. <laughs> uh, no, my friend, Tantra is about death. The death of who you think you are. Yeah. Um, but not to scare you guys away. We've just fun, I promise. <laughs> Yeah. So I want to bust one more myth and then maybe we can go into just briefly what exactly we're going to do in the retreat. Um, mm -hmm. So one of the things that's really common in neo-tantra circles is women are Shakti and men are Shiva. And I certainly went into those teachings in the beginning for a few years and found some power in reclaiming my feminine and just surrender and energy and all of that. Um, and I think men can recover from nice guy syndrome and learn to be more powerful. Um, so there's like a grain of help in those things. But classical tundra is way more empowering because what it says is that everything in the manifest reality is Shakti. Men are Shakti. Women are Shakti. Thoughts are Shakti. Everything in manifestation is Shakti. Yeah. And we all have energy, all of these different energies to work with. And we all have emotions. Um, and then Shiva is the beyond. It's not a concept. Um, it's the infinite, it's consciousness and everyone, we all do practices to connect with that aspect, um, of beyond manifestation. So it's no longer saying that men are this way and women are this way. Like it just throws that whole paradigm out entirely that, which in my opinion is patriarchy and spiritual clothing anyway. Um, and so I know that you do such queer friendly, king friendly Tantra and you're very inclusive. And, but, um, is there anything else you want to say about that myth that we're busting? Yeah, I think it's just like these, yeah, primordial life forces. And I think it does a massive disservice in the neo-tantra scene to like, just make women focus on Shakti and men focus on Shiva because like, actually a lot of women really need more Shiva practices. Like I actually quite often am telling like a lot of my female students, I'm like, you need to go to a Vipassana and you need to like, just sit, sit down and cultivate presence because like, if you're all in your emotions and your Shakti and your surrender and you just don't have that, um, connection to just pure presence and being able to be the witness 
and you're just going to be constantly lost in the the chaos of your emotions. And then obviously a lot of us see these kind of spiritual men that are like, oh, like I am so present and I'm so whatever. And they're so out of touch with their humanity and their emotionality. And they're just like spiritually bypassing and just kind of dissociating through this. So it's so important that we all work with both and get rid of a lot of this gender conditioning because this is the thing also like a lot of the neo tantra world is kind of opposite of tantra in a way because it's just adding more conditioning while a lot of tantra is about deconditioning a lot of our things so if we've been told like men are like this women are like this like a lot of the tantric path is to really like question that and deconstruct that and find what's actually really true in your direct experience and not just a story that someone told you a lot of this is just more stories like oh women are like this men are like this and i love the, a book that you recommended me i've been reading the miranda shaw's uh passionate enlightenment and it's like so awesome I'm like fuck yes like all these old cool tantrika women that are just like super fiery badass like hardcore feminists and you know a lot of the the work was um yeah for men to actually switch to like worshiping women because that was so kind of i don't know i guess even and taboo back then because women were kind of seen as in spiritually inferior. I lost her for a minute, but I think she was saying women were seen as spiritually inferior in some uh, aspects of certain traditions, especially in Buddhism. Yeah. Yeah, I love passionate enlightenment because I feel like most people think, huh, isn't that a contradiction? Don't you have to go away and be aesthetic to awaken? Um, but this is what re Tantra was actually about was awakening through the body and using passion and using desire as part of it not the only part yeah um but yeah yeah that's a beautiful book uh, also yeah and that's the thing it's like people really struggle with this piece of like how do i embrace passion and desire and like living a fully embodied life without getting attached to it and clinging to it because i think a lot of people in the neo-tantra world do become like hedonistic pleasure addicts and um, then they really struggle to be uncomfortable or to not get their way because they're like really attached to like I want to be sexy and powerful and have a lot of pleasure so I think this is where like it, it is hard to find teachers that can bring people really into pleasure and into desire and into passion uh, without getting lost in the peak experience chasing hedonistic realm uh, and this is a lot of my work like okay how do we invite people to like to go there but to not get lost and attached there and then to to be able to also have this like non-attachment to uh you know all all the, the yumminess <laughs> to have it but not yeah. get lost in. yeah i mean i i can sense that kind of sheen on near tantra teachers where okay they're, they seem they might be a little bit lost uh, if you just teach the pleasure and the orgasm and the peak experience without the view and the questioning your stories about who you are and the shadow work then inevitably you're going to get lost in it and that's a danger of neo-tantra and i say this humbly because i saw myself get lost for a little while there because you don't realize how powerful the pleasure and the sexual energy is until it's unleashed within you and then it's almost too late because it's so it can overwhelm and so if you don't have grounding and practice first in the deeper practices of tantra um then it can you know be overwhelming as i said so um it's a hell of a drug. <laughs> you know, 
<laughs> and so, yeah, this retreat, I think, is an antidote to those practices of, yeah, the really, really ungrounded, only chasing pleasure and peak experience. So for all of you who want something a lot meatier, more grounded, more clear-headed, and a way to keep yourself really present and discerning, even in the face of doing pleasure practices, this is for you. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the thing. I think this is really the the retreat for people that have like, they've been dabbling. Like, you know, you've gone to some neo-tantra workshops, you've done some yoga and stuff. Like you've already been in this field and you're like, you, you can sense and you know that there's like more to tantra and maybe what we're saying is kind of lighting you up and you're just like, yeah, like I, I know that there's something like a little bit unaligned with maybe what I've been trying or or what's been out there and I really want to dive deeper. Uh, you know, this isn't one that's recommended for like absolute beginners that are like, what even is Tantra? <laughs> like, right. I've never been to a yoga class. Like we're going to be going a bit too deep for that level. So, you know, maybe if you start now going to like uh, regular, you know, yoga meditation classes until the retreat, then maybe you can be sad. But <laughs> this is more for those that are like, yeah, like I'm ready to go deep and I want to, I want to have like a transmission of what this, this teachings and this path is about. Um yeah yeah for you and i know we're we're doing like a more intro like central arts retreat before it so mm -hmm. if people went to that one first would that be enough do you think to then okay yeah yeah there's two retreats in september y'all that luna and i are both doing and um uh another woman blossom is co-facilitating the first one so it'll be more like sensuality pleasure practices and then luna and i are doing the more advanced one uh with the depth to it uh depth of classical tantra more front and center yeah. so you can come to both yeah so the first one is like neo-tantra but obviously you know i do neo-tantra a bit different from how other teachers do it so if you're wanting all the like uh, i want to focus on intimacy and opening my heart and getting juicy and learning how to massage someone and all that kind of stuff and that's what the central arts retreat is for and then the tantric arts is like okay what what more to Tantra is there and like, how do we go deeper and do, it's going to be like, I mean, we'll still have some partner practices, but a lot more of the Tantric Arts Retreat, I think is like a, a deep personal deep dive and you know you'll be held in community and you get to like share and connect with others and we'll be doing some partner practices for sure. Um, but I think, yeah, like this, this retreat is really like for, for your spiritual development and for your personal liberation rather than being focused on relationships. Yeah, beautiful. Um, and y'all, I just want to say like the way Luna leads practices is so gorgeous. Um, I've been to so many, I can't even count how many retreats I've been to and Tantra workshops and, you know, I lead couples, uh, workshops and things like this. And she is my favorite facilitator for the way that she holds space. I mean, there's, she's so smart. She's so thoughtful about it. Very detail oriented. She's like really on top of it. So you feel held and she has tons of experience so much in leading people in person. So definitely come and, you know, don't miss out on getting a taste of her. It's such a treat. Oh, thank you. And I'm yeah, excited to get to collaborate with you on this level and to yeah, have all your wisdom and magic. And yeah, I think it's gonna be a beautiful mix where we'll have lots of like practice and meditation, also lots of chances. I, I really wanna do this like satsang kind of vibe where people can really bring their their personal 
questions and challenges to us and you know that we can really um go deep into yeah this the view and the philosophy and uh into the teachings in a more personal manner so that's why i'm also really excited for for this one for like yeah the the personal transformation and for yeah all the goodies that we can impart on people from you know distilling our years and years of <laughs> researching and nerding out and studying and trying all these things and then like yeah what's what's the essence that we want to transmit from all that <laughs> yeah yeah okay so should we just briefly go through the days so they you know what to expect because they're so juicy the way this is planned y'all okay do you want me to speak to that Lynn, or should i uh you can but it's starting to rain a bit heavy so i'm like struggling to hear everything at the moment but i'll be able to hear some thoughts and try to get good okay great thanks for hanging in there um so the first day is welcoming and setting the sacred space uh and we'll do a ritual to set your sankalpa which is the tantric word for intention for the week uh intention is really about what is the energy that you're bringing to whatever you're doing it's really a key part of classical tantra and day two is going to be about the dance of shiva and shakti and um a quote here is life has created a form by which it may know itself and that form is you oh so beautiful from christopher wallace so we're going to be talking about shiva and shakti in the form of consciousness and power slash energy because shakti is power it's the power to do anything not just like this um passive thing passive submissive thing that's often taught in uh, the otantra so we'll go into how we embody both of those in our lives um to experience our infinite nature and our full aliveness and how we bring them to our relationships too so day three is going to be shadow tantric shadow alchemy um shadow work is the process of bringing our unconscious thoughts and feelings to our conscious awareness and in tantric psychology, there was this understanding that our personal stories called vikalpas and our emotional imprints called samskaras shape how we see the world and interact with others. So we'll be doing some work to question our stories and liberate ourselves so that we can actually connect with love and with intention. Um, the day four is purification, where we'll pause and integrate everything we've been exploring so far and create space to help you understand how to release energies that may be hindering your path toward liberation so this includes tantric transformational breath work did you want to say yeah something? that's the breath work the breath work modality that i ended up creating that's based on the three bindus so uh, head heart and sex center and uh combining yeah that transformational breath work a lot of people might have tried by now like that's all the rage at the moment and how we combine that with some other tantric practices uh so i i mix like traditional tantric uh techniques and tantric yoga techniques uh so that we're working with yeah consciousness with heart and emotions and all that shakti energy and then uh using orgasmic sexual energy as well um so yeah i find this really powerful i've been getting such great responses for it so we're going to do that the release practice before we have some integration time so can get excited for that too it is such an awesome practice i love this y'all um, very powerful and working with yeah classical tantric understandings of power and energy centers in the body that's different from the chakras 
Um, and then we'll have some time to go out and get a traditional Balinese water blessing because this retreat's in Bali, y'all. Um, okay, day five, arrows in the body. So your sensuality is the gateway to your divinity. Might be enough said. Um, and like how transformational is that instead of it being shameful and something to hide? What if having a healthy relationship to your erotic self, to your desire could be a catalyst for awakening? Yeah. And that's what I'm excited to touch on this subject. Yeah. From that more traditional tantric perspective of like kind of deconditioning and seeing the divine and the body and seeing the divine in each other. So we're going to be, yeah, talking a little bit more about more traditional tantric sexuality practices. Uh, and yeah, we're going to have a really beautiful puja ritual that evening that we've <laughs> talked a lot about that I'm really excited that I want to kind of like keep a bit secret. <laughs> and I have been nerding out on traditional tantric sex practices for many years and collecting all the information and all of the, you know, I've been practicing as much as I can. So we'll be bringing all of that to you. Probably things you've never heard of and never suspected. <laughs> um, day six is called Beloved Death. And this is so important as a tantric practitioner. You know, if you want to know what's important in life, you need to meditate on death. Um, and only through knowing death can we truly be alive. So again, like many things in tantra, we don't ignore the things that are untouchable in other in polite society we go straight into them so did you want to say something about the death day uh i love working with death i don't know if it's because i've got like scorpio pluto or something but like yeah running death rituals and death practices is actually one of my favorite things which is kind of funny it's like you know someone that works a lot with like pleasure and sexuality but um yeah I mean uh, the the teacher training with Jessica we ended up doing like basically a whole day death ritual for the closing of the the facilitator training it was like multi-hour thing and I just love like creating it and yeah um, a lot of people find it really powerful like it's one of the things that brings up a bit of resistance like oh my god we're gonna do some death practices what's this gonna be but it's yeah really empowering yeah uh, I mean, how fearless would you be in your life after not being afraid and really dancing with death and going into something that you might normally avoid? And this is what Tantra gives you is real empowerment from the inside once you have faced yeah, your deepest fears about these things. And so speaking of power, day seven is power and devotion. So we're going to be looking at surrender. And I tell you if you're a man and you're like what is surrender i'm going to tell you you secretly probably crave surrender because think about how much you crave that moment of orgasm where you just go ah oh. yeah wow so what if your whole life could be lived in a deeper surrender to grace or to consciousness or to the divine um yeah and what does it mean to be truly empowered in a way that's in alignment with life rather than trying to force things or figure everything out with your mind but this power that comes from a total trust of yourself and radical acceptance of the truth of your experience in life. Yeah. <laughs> Got to end on a high empowered, surrendered, juicy way. And yeah, I also just love the, the topic of like the power of devotion as well. Like I think people can sort of also think of devotion energy as this like 
um, kind of passive or soft thing, but there's also so much power in it. So yeah, I'm really excited to see how that day goes as well to, to leave people feeling like, yeah, alive in this surrendered, empowered state. <laughs> yeah. This is one of my favorite things. I was so surprised when I found Tantra and understood that Shiva wasn't about some exoteric deity in the sky, but was about that spark of awakening of awareness within us. And uh, I was like, oh, that's something I want to be devoted to. Um, mm -hmm. And how much reconnecting with devotion brought beauty and grace to my life and depth and meaning. And so, well, I can go on for another like couple hours about this. But, you know, you can <laughs> Yeah, so it's hard to like condense it down, but yeah, this is our attempt. And if you want to hear us nerd out on this, then you got a whole week with us if you come to Bali. Absolutely. All right. Well, is there anything else you want to say to close? Uh, um. Yeah. Just like if you're yeah feeling drawn, like I always just encourage like uh, so many of us when we're on this path like we feel that that pull and that draw and you know this is like the kundalini shakti guiding you when you're you're feeling this resonance and you're feeling this like it's often a kind of very scared yes or like you just kind of feel yourself like leaning in and you're like i don't know what this is but i want to go there and i think that's like a core part of the path is just like trusting when you really have that um yes and that yes isn't always going to feel like a really juicy excited yes sometimes it'll be a terrifying yes but it's just something that says like this is the thing that you need and i think there's so much power and so much that happens when we follow that pull like i know yeah both you and i like uh have, have had that for years of just like okay yeah i'm gonna go across the world and go on this journey and i don't know what's gonna happen uh it looks like we lost her with the rain in Portugal. But what, like she was saying, um, the, the, hands down, the most powerful experiences of my life that brought me the biggest gifts were the ones that I moved toward, like she was saying, with a terrified yes. And so if some voice of your heart is whispering to you, try this out. You need to know this is a door that you need to walk through. Then I encourage you to come, you know, find your way to join us. Um, and as I said, we're not just going to be like teaching at you, but we really want to hear from you and tailor this to exactly what's arising for you in the moment. This is some of my favorite way to be with people, to be a guide and a coach, um, to really go deep into what you bring Um to what you bring to be danced with all right well i will put the link to the retreat in the comments below and definitely dm me if you have questions and i look forward to seeing all of you in bali in september and make sure to get your tickets now because now it's still easy to get flights there um don't wait don't even wait a month if you think this is right definitely get on that now all right bye for now Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. I hope you've enjoyed it and found it inspiring. You can connect with me on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and through my website, sensualartistry.com and sensualarts.school, where you can get some freebies and sign up to my mailing list to stay in touch. Hope to see you again soon.